I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I can remember exactly where my uh, epiphany was. Okay. I hadn't thought much about it, to tell you uh-huh. the truth. And I was, a, I was a senior in high school, and my dad was dropping me off. And I remember about to get out of the car, and I looked to my right, and two well-dressed men in suits kissed each other. I mean, they gave each other a kiss. And then one went, looked like he was heading to the DuPont building, and one looked like he headed to the Hercules Corporation building. And I'll never forget, I turned and looked to my dad, he said, Joey, it's simple. They love each other. Oh, jeez. It's simple. No, I'm not joking. It's simple. They love each other. And it's never been... It's, it's, it's never yes. been... It's just that simple. Wow. <laughs> You know it's what? never been. <laughs> I wondered about playing that because we played that yesterday. I wondered about playing it again if I did just to, you know, to characterize it. But it's, it's really good to hear again. He's so full of crap, man. He is, he's so full of crap. Do you, did anybody listening actually believe that story? Surely not. In the year 1960, he became convinced that gay marriage was fine because he saw two men openly smooching in New York City in suits, which you did not see in 1960. And his dad was already pro-gay marriage. And told him, Joey, simple. simple. I mean, they love each other. His dad might have been pretty small percentage of America that was there at that point. But anyway, here's a little montage of Joe Biden the years after that. Where he didn't feel the same way, apparently. I can remember exactly where my uh, epiphany was. Okay. I was a senior in high school. I looked to my right, and two well-dressed men in suits kissed each other. I mean, they gave each other a kiss. Marriage is between a man and a woman. Do you support gay marriage? No. Okay. 
So there's two instances. He he was one of the Democrats, not one of the Democrats, that voted against the Events of Marriage Act. He could have gone with his close friends, John Kerry and Senator Kennedy and Barbara Boxer and Dianne Feinstein, other prominent liberal Democrats who did not vote for that Defense of Marriage Act that kept gay marriage from uh, being a possibility, but nope, he he was he was against gay marriage, and then he is on uh, various talk shows, including Meet the Presses recently. I think I think two thousand six, where he said that. Um, but he, but in the modern world, he's never he's not going to have to explain that. He's not going to have to explain. You sat down for an interview the other day and claimed you uh dis- you had an epiphany about gay marriage in nineteen sixty. Then for the next fifty years, <laughs> at least, certainly forty years, you claimed marriage was between a man and a woman. What what's what what's what's going on there, dude? Yeah, he's, he's not yeah. going to have to explain that. Boy, and and you'd think, given how woke and lefty the media is, they might go ahead and sink their teeth into this, but they just won't. They won't. Now, there's a little bit of, and, and we do this because it's smart. If, if people come around to your side, don't get all hung up on how they got there. Just be happy they're now on your side. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I do that with lots of issues. And I think, I think the, the, the Democrats did that with Barack Obama. And he ran hardcore in 2008, which ain't that long ago. He ran hardcore on, no, no, my religion teaches me marriage between a man and a woman. And then when he came around to what the media considers the correct side, fine. We're not going to make you explain what happened there. Yeah, yeah. Although if he then, you know, if Barack Obama were to come out and do an interview now and say, oh, yeah, I've been a staunch supporter. I've been a, hell, I've been a patriot. I've been a advocate, an activist for gay marriage since uh, 1991. You're not going to ask the question? Anyway, so he's a hypocrite, and he makes up stories, and he's a senile old uh, fellow. Well, to be fair, I mean, you could apply that sort of thing to quite a few politicians, certainly the majority. Actually, the investigation into the Biden influence peddling family is a hell of a lot more significant than this stuff, and we need to get to that in the next segment or two. But there's one other thing so uh, that's worth mentioning. Biden is making the rounds, pitching various... uh, plans and pieces of legislation right now and he busted out he said uh, he said joey it's simple they love each other no i'm not kidding no joke it's not joey it's simple i said joey it's simple i was born in 1920 but i am i have the advanced thought of someone from 2020 it's right simple joey you'll get it in 70 years 73 years (laughs) It's simple. They love each other. No, 53 years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so uh, one of the things Biden was flogging the other day was uh, a a note that he allegedly got from a uh, a, a six-year-old girl named Charlotte, allegedly, complete with cross-outs and misspellings and the rest of it. And Biden was sharing this with the assembled media because, of course, from the mouths of babes come the greatest truths. Dear President Biden, I just wanted to tell something that is not fair to ladies. Men are getting more money than girls. I think you should fix this since you're the president. Even I'm a child and I think we should do something. Biden responded by praising the letter allegedly written by Charlotte, tweeting, Charlotte, I couldn't agree more. Women lose thousands of dollars each year and hundreds of thousands over a lifetime because of gender and racial wage gaps. 
Wait a minute. Now we're on to race somehow? I'm committed to building an economy where my daughters have the same rights and opportunities as my sons. You know what? They do have the same rights and opportunities as your son. Absolutely they do. <laughs> so the uh, so the world of Twitter goes crazy. Of course, the world of Twitter always goes crazy. Um, but uh, there was some uh, belief that the note was not authentic, and that had been it had been put together by a staffer writing with their opposite hand to oh, make it look childlike. Surely they didn't go that far, did they? That's too much. Oh, let's see. We're this a giant w- country. There could be a little girl write a letter like that. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, <laughs> one former congressional aide said. This letter is so fake, it's embarrassing. And more importantly, the wage gap is even more fake when you factor in job choice, willingness to work nights and weekends, dangerous jobs, etc. There is no wage gap. Your wage gap comes from comparing a part time female teacher to a full time male engineer. Uh, yeah, remember the this was a big story during the Obama administration, and then it came out that women in uh, the Obama White House were making the whatever percentage of men. Okay, because that is, for the reasons you just stated, the way it ends up working out. Yeah, um, yeah. When you tease out differences in job choices, there's no difference uh, whatsoever. I believe the little girl penned letter more than I believe his sitting in the car with his dad in 1960 story look joey it's simple they love each other i think little charlotte was certainly uh, writing at the behest of her activist parents but she has a six-year-old's understanding of the labor market so she can be excused joe biden on the other hand ought to know a little better but of course it has nothing to do with the truth it has to do with demagoguing the issue and firing people up to come i'm getting wronged i'm getting wronged i'm getting ripped off who, who will be my brave defender oh old joe biden will I mean, that's that's all of politics. So is that that uh, what I'm seeing on TV must be a. Some sort of computer mock up of the Russian plane. Knocking our drone out of the sky, that can't be footage because there wouldn't have been another plane there to have video of that. Yeah, that's got to be some sort of animation. That I'm I saw something that sure looked like video because it's a it's a surveillance drone, so it's transmitting pictures and communications constantly but this video is from like looking at it happening and have to be another drone looking at this drone i don't oh, know yeah i see what you're saying yeah yeah um anyway uh russians did knock down one of our super expensive drones after whizzing on it uh, airplane well, so to speak well in you know in airplane parlance they, they what they did is they whizzed on us they they flew over and they dumped fuel on top of our drone it's very odd behavior yeah what was that all about is that our Russian thing? Uh, oh, boy, a Russian thing. My God airplane pees on your airplane. Did you read the stuff in the New York Post yesterday? The, the woman from Ukraine who had escaped and gone to Germany, and then she was unhappy about the way she felt like German media was sanitizing how brutal the war in Ukraine has been, hmm. even though Germany's, you know, a big supporter of Ukraine and giving them arms and all that sort of stuff like us, but apparently not uh, making it as nitty gritty as she thought it ought to be. So she went back into Ukraine to document how awful it has been. And man, her stuff was freaking gruesome. Oh, I've not seen that. Oh my God. The descriptions and the photos and everything like that. Oh my God. The rapes, the burned bodies, the torture chambers, the just... Uh, oh my god it's just unbelievable by these completely 
untrained, angry, ruthless, some of them prisoners, Russian soldiers that are just doing the the unspeakable as they go from house to house sometime drunk and letting the you know male id run wild i guess but yikes yeah it's yikes. it's 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 awful well on another topic and at the risk of sounding like msnbc promising a coming trump indictment for the 200th time the investigation into the biden family influence peddling uh, racket is about to take a serious turn i believe yeah as we read from jonathan turley's twitter feed yesterday he thinks this might be a really big deal yeah, we'll have that report for you later on this hour. Stay tuned. And, and again, uh, we you know we might try to manipulate you and and and, and give you an exciting sounding tease that we couldn't possibly pull off. I mean, it's not beyond us, but in this case, we are not. I think this is meaty. This is a, a solid serving of uh oh for the Bidens. <laughs> a solid serving of uh oh coming up. Armstrong and Getty. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The NYPD is looking for a group of teens who allegedly stole more than $40,000 worth of calculators from high schools in the Bronx. Said the teens, actually, it's $41,672. My mind's eye, it also had that little paper thing that was a... Uh, that joke sucked the life out of me for some reason. No, I'm not exactly sure why. Yeah. Um, uh, mm. Ron DeSantis, his answer to the question, is Ukraine of vital interest to the United States, has gotten a lot of attention on both sides, Republicans and Democrats. So we can get into that a little bit later. Um, first kind of controversy is too strong a word, but... Uh, I don't know, point of contention with the whole DeSantis thing, I think, since he's 
ruled out the idea of running for president. So more on that later. Certainly on the right. I mean, the left's been bashing the hell out of them for ages. Uh, Right. Um, There's a giant seaweed blob twice the width of the U.S. taking aim at Florida. Why? That's wide. Um, I've seen this headline a couple times. I haven't bothered to read the article. How seriously should I be taking this? Marine scientists are tracking a 5,000-mile-wide seaweed blob. So large it can be seen from space. For some reason, yeah. that is our measure of things. If it can't be seen from space, don't worry about it. If it can be seen from space, though, look out. Look out. Uh, scientists say this could be the largest one in history. And it's headed toward Florida's Gulf Coast, although it's not really anything you got to worry about. So it's just a thing. That yeah, I was going to say, is, 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 is it going to come up on land and eat me or what? What's the what's the problem? I'll tell you this, though. Uh, when I was down in Florida, they had come up on land and eat me. Well, why do why am I supposed to give a damn? That's the well, I haven't bothered to read the article. Some people but, have some allergy problems and that sort of thing with it. Uh, they have the red tide going now in the Gulf Coast of Florida. And it causes breathing problems. So if you have any like asthma or anything, you can't be anywhere near the ocean right now. There is a uh, Republican committee looking into Biden family financial entanglements. There's now a third Biden we didn't know about. So you got uh, uh, as yet a mystery Biden Hunter, the brother. And now who? So more on that coming up in a little bit. So I heard a commercial the other day. It was a financial something sort of commercial about investments or whatever and it had this line in it and i've heard this a million times and so have you but it struck me in a certain way for some reason that day uh you hear these commercials for financial stuff and at some point they put in there and we happen to know they put it in there because it is a regulation which is the same as a law Mm -hmm. past performance is no guarantee of future results you've heard that line in lots and lots of commercials throughout your life it's because it has to be in there by law. And for some reason, it just popped into my head that any country, any society that needs to make it a law that you tell people about investments, past performance is no guarantee of future results, and it has to be a law right. that that is in the commercial. Any society that has that is doomed. I think I can extrapolate yeah. from that one thing, the fact that we are doomed. I would agree. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... Uh, Anybody with the intelligence to understand that statement has the intelligence to understand, well, this is an investment. They've had a great track record, but that's no guarantee. I mean, you you can't have one or the other. It's got to be both. Either you're so stupid you can't be communicated with or so naive or something, or you get both of them intrinsically, automatically. You don't have to think about it. I chose that. I could have easily has chosen the, the warning ladder on a ladder. Caution. If you fall off this, you might get hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, that is also a law. Right. And right. said any country that has to have that is doomed. But they're all good examples. Well, let's uh, flip it over. Okay, so this uh, mutual fund has earned uh, 7.2% the last four years on average. That means it's a guarantee it will always earn 7.2%. Said nobody ever. <laughs> And if they did say that, well, they need to uh, they need to be uh, what is the phrase disabused of their notions or something like yeah, that, yeah, but, or, but, or wrapped in a, a bubble wrap or something. <laughs> well, you can't infantilize people systematically right, right. over and over. 
unless you want to end up with a, uh, a you know a populace of, of people who can't take care of themselves, can't think independently. Well, my latter example, if you flip that one over, um, I'll bet I can topple off this thing and be perfectly fine. I'll bet there's no danger here whatsoever if I'm up high in this ladder and happen to topple over onto the cement. I'll bet it wouldn't hurt a bit. <laughs> Honey, it's okay if I lean way over to the side here because there's no label on the ladder that says I'll get hurt. Said nobody ever. Right, right, yeah. There, there's no way you can survive the dog-eat-dog reality of of living on Earth against the Chinese or whoever if you're that society. You know, I don't have a lot of fantasies at this point in my life, but if I were to be granted, like, the powers of an emperor, it'd be a hell of a fun thing to say, all right, this stuff, for instance, that's not happening anymore. Nobody needs it. It's infantilizing us. It's stupid. No more warning letters, uh, uh, warning stickers on ladders. That'd be fun. The power of an emperor. Maybe once I get past the harem and the rivers of gravy, I would get Mm. to that, and it'd be nice to have that power. Gravy, top of your priority list. and Getty. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Last one still stinging. It's the first point of conflict since Ron DeSantis became serious about running for president. This whole answer on Ukraine. And he had three negative articles in one day in Rupert Murdoch's New York Post yesterday about him. Um, we'll get to that. Hour three of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Okay. Looking forward to that. Uh, also, campus madness. Holy cow, have we lost control of our colleges? 
And some of the things that are being said are just telling you. Uh, stay with us. Uh, first, though, uh, I persist in my belief that Joe Biden will not run for president again. You're an outlier on that. Uh, yeah, I know. I, but you might I'm used be right. Uh, he, why hasn't he formally announced by now? That's not, you know, that's not proof. It is odd, though. He continues I, to equivocate I when saw, asked if he's running. I saw some numbers that say that presidents in the past have not earlier than this announced officially they were running. Uh, so it's he's he's not out of the norm there. The difference is nobody was wondering if George W. Bush was running again or Barack Obama was running again. Right. So yeah. them not announcing to later doesn't really mean anything. Well, I think the fact that he's very old and senile will keep him from running again if indeed the people around him, if they need to convince him, if they can convince him. Um, I, I suspect somewhere deep in his heart he realizes this is a terrible idea. But anyway, I don't think he's going to run. But if he has an inclination to run, this could well bring him down. That is the investigation into the way money flowed from foreign governments and foreign government-tied entities into the Biden family coffers, including a great deal of money flowing from the communist Chinese. And if it turns out the first family's on the hook to the communist Chinese and or the communist Chinese have all sorts of dirt on them, that is not a good look for a presidential candidate. Just ask Eric Swalwell. He can tell you all about it. Uh, slightly different case. But anyway, never forget. <laughs> Aisha Hosni on Fox News last night was reporting on uh, a, quite a development in the uh, investigation in the Biden influence peddling thing. Let's start with 65, Michael. House Oversight Chairman James Comer says he's discovered another one of President Biden's family members may be involved in influence peddling. So we've got a problem here. The new accusation comes after Comer subpoenaed Bank of America for a whopping 14 years worth of bank records related to three associates of Hunter Biden, including Rob Walker, a former Clinton official. Who the hell that? Well, let's roll on. 66. Comer says Walker's account activity reveals it received a $3 million wire from individuals associated with the Chinese Communist Party about two months after then-Vice President Biden left office. He explains the Walker account then transferred those funds into the accounts of three Biden family members, including someone they've never investigated before. Well, they're a Biden. Uh, I'm not going to disclose that new name. Because that uh, really changes things, because uh, what we assumed was this was just about the president's son and two brothers. Well, who else is there? Has anybody looked at the uh, Ancestry.com family tree? How many Bidens are alive and which one is it? How about the old lady, Dr. Jill? The obvious choice. No. Okay. They had to spread the money around. But how sordid does that sound, though, that a Chinese Communist Party uh, allied entity transferred seven figures to the Biden family two months after he left office? Yeah, that's not a good look. If that were Eric Trump, that would be a giant story. Well, yeah, I mean, the Washington press pool going crazy over the fact that Trump owned that uh, hotel in uh, D.C. and how that was clear evidence of the emoluments clause or something. <laughs> oh, come on. He's a hotelier. His kids run a hotel business. 
It's not shocking. There are lots of hotels in Washington, D.C. Have you ever been there? It's not shocking that his hotel company would have a hotel there. Anyway, they act like that was just utterly under because a a government official might stay there to curry favor. Yeah. How about a communist official wired millions of dollars to the Biden family? Does that get your attention? No, of course it doesn't. Who is this mystery Biden? I say it's Dr. Jill. Um, Could be. Who's not a doctor, please. So here's a question for you and and your crowd. I sense glee. My crowd. Wait a minute. What what crowd? I don't know. I sense the 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 crowd that exhibits glee because I sense glee mm. over the idea that Joe Biden uh, might not run or, or for either age reasons or uh, reasons of this investigation. Is that a good thing? I, I assuming that you want a Republican to end up winning, is it a good thing for Joe Biden not to run? Or is that a bad thing? That's my well, question. Of He's course, a, Jack, he, my priority is as a patriotic American, not as a partisan like yourself. <laughs> um, I, I just think there's too good a chance that if, if Biden were to run again and, uh, and the other side throws Trump up the flagpole again, runs Trump up the flagpole or... Uh, DeSantis and there's some scandal if for some reason he loses then then a senile old man is the president of the United States again I, I didn't think that's a terrible uh, outcome yeah. unless he has a sharp young vice president that we can live with well if you can just uh, try to imagine not only being a patriot yes but being someone who's purely interested in whether an R or a D is president oh I'll try wouldn't it <laughs> Wouldn't it be better if you're wanting an R to be president that Biden is running? I almost, uh, yeah, I, I think, think it's so. almost sure. guaranteed who would replace him is going to be harder to beat than him. Although they've picked several ninnies in recent years. Um, so, but no, you're right. I mean, he is a very, very weak candidate in a lot of ways. Although, honestly, his approval ratings are pretty decent right now. Um, you know, he's he's seen as having accomplished a few things by Democrats. Uh, I realize he, that this is a question they're having at the highest levels and probably mm-hmm. having the same discussion. Is he easier to beat or not? He's a sitting president. He won once, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I, uh, significant strengths and significant weaknesses, I guess. Um, I think he gets replaced by somebody harder to beat. I could be wrong, though. Yeah, well, it's it's shocking how often they think they have somebody harder to beat, and they turn out to be a numbskull, like uh, or just utterly unlikable, like Hillary. Right. Yeah, I I'm shocked that she is out. That she seems to be out, and and that's that's surprising to me. You know, she, Hillary has a lot of uh, faults, certainly, but she's a yes. prideful. Yes. 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 She's a prideful she's woman. Sturdy. That's not a fault. No, oh, certainly okay. not. Um, I don't think she wants to be humiliated again. <laughs> well, as someone who's been humiliated many times in my life, I don't usually look forward to it myself. Well, yeah, she's been big time humiliated more than once now on the national stage. And it's probably had enough. She's traveling on around the world, living a, 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 a cozy, rich, pampered life, pretending to be doing the business of the Clinton Foundation, I'm guessing. Hey, so we haven't mentioned the whole Russians forcing down an American drone story. This just came out. Germany scrambled fighter jets to block Russian jets shortly after the U.S. drone crash. I hadn't heard wow. this angle. 
Wow. I think there is more to this story than we have heard so far. So if you don't know this, one of our many million dollar expensive drones, and don't picture a tiny little thing with propellers on it, picture a, you know, a giant, like super fancy spy plane. It's a fighter jet, yeah. just without a guy yeah. flying it. Yeah, we, yeah. we got to come up with better terminology because it's misleading people. It's misleading me. Uh, we can't call, you know, what my kids get that cost $18 at Target a drone and call that a drone. We need different words, don't you think? Yeah, unmanned aircraft. How about that? But yeah, it was a fighter jet. Just didn't have a, a pilot in it. And r- Russian plane, we're in international airspace. Russian planes get up next to it, dump fuel on it for some reason, then get so close to it, actually clip into it and it has to go down into the ocean and now this story that german fighter jets were scrambled right after it we're saying that we think it was poor piloting by the russians and not intentional but that could be to de-escalate that 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 might not be what we actually think that could be purely a uh we want a lower tensions situation i don't know yeah what was the quote from john kirby the national security council spokesman the incident was quote noteworthy because of how unsafe and unprofessional it was Hey, 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 that's unsafe and unprofessional, bringing down our $200 million unmanned aircraft. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, the whole de-escalate, I've done that with my kids before. I'm going to assume you didn't mean what you just said and you were angry. Uh, you know, that sort of thing, as opposed to take it literally. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, sure. Um, yeah. You know, and because if you were to say you, the Russia intentionally shot down, whatever you want to call it, one of our aircraft, that's something yeah. you got to react to. Uh, I apologize for my slow wit today. I think I may have the COVID or a cold. Oh, my I don't God. Know. Joe's got COVID? What? Why didn't I know this? Joe's got COVID. Joe's got COVID. Joe's got Wow. I haven't tested myself. It might just be a nasty cold. I don't know. And I don't particularly care. Uh, where was I? Oh, so I apologize for uh, not coming to this conclusion earlier, but it's it's clear to me now why they dumped the fuel on the Predator. They dared not fire on it, but they wanted to screw it up. They wanted to mess with it, but they were not going to unleash a missile at a U.S. aircraft, manned or un- unmanned. Do you think the guy hit it on purpose? That's a heck of a move, because I don't know. I'd, I almost think that has to be an accident, because you'd be as likely to go down yourself. I agree, yeah, completely. I would think. Yeah, yeah. They were uh, speculating it's like everything else, untrained pilots, not very well-trained pilots, just getting too close. Uh, we have commentators commentating. You want to hear a, a tape or two? I don't know. More, more concerned about your COVID. So you, uh, when you I like f- this one clip, though. I can't remember who Mike Rounds is, but uh, anyway, somebody can remind me. Yes? While you were in Florida, did you eat any bats? Did you go to a wet market and eat some bats? Went to a wet market, licked a pangolin, but no, didn't eat any bats at all. <laughs> licked a pangolin. Yeah. Stood in line with the other people, $5 a lick. You know what I did do? I went to a, uh, a, a Cuban uh, bakery. With my buddy Brian, the umpire, because they have this incredible, like, uh, uh, milky, sugary coffee that they serve. Oh, right. Oh, it's so good. So good. And got to breakfast there. Nobody spoke any English. No Englishy at all. And this is a big, beautiful, gleaming. They got six people behind the counter. This is a successful business. Nobody hobbled Englishy. So what would you say? El Coffeeo? Or I mean, how did you order anything? Well, I, I know a little bit of Spanish. At one point, uh, a fellow uh, a gal who speaks English uh, translated for us quickly, but then she was called over to place her order. Then we were back on our own, and, and I ran into... And I forgot about freaking Google Translate. 
I'm such a moron. Yeah, it's right there on my phone. So handy. But I was trying to get eggs over easy, and 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 the lady was trying to like with Spanish and sign language ask me how much I wanted the egg cooked when they flipped it over, and I easy easy uh, un poco uh, mm, uh, 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 easy. I just kept repeating it. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, a, it's easy over easy. It's so, say it louder. Yeah, it's an old joke, but it's so easy to fall into that idea that if I say it more clearly and slowly, that somehow it'll be. Which is hilarious, yeah. really. Yeah, I like, it was. It was interesting, though. I like my eggs like I like my Lionel Richie. Easy like Sunday morning. That's what you mm. say, to me. huh? You know, I, I, they were nice people, and it was a successful business. And I, I tend to like Cuban people because they really appreciate this country. But I thought it was kind of weird. I mean, if I moved to a Spanish-speaking country, the first thing I would do is work hard on my Spanish. Well, certainly, like the most basic terms to deal with the business you're in. Yeah. Yeah, guess but they don't I guess have to. They have such a Cuban clientele there, uh, or a Spanish-speaking clientele, anyway, um, that they just don't feel like they have to. I thought it was odd, though. Do you think that's where you got the COVID? Nah, probably in the airport. So many humans. What Ugh. are you supposed to do? Not that I care what you're supposed to do, but what are you supposed to do at this point? Are you supposed to test? And then, like, are you supposed to quarantine? Is the CDC still saying you should quarantine for 10 days or something? I honestly have no idea. I don't either. I don't have the slightest idea. I'll bet and they- I don't care. <laughs> we canceled a dinner tonight. Because you feel go- bad or because you don't want to spread it to other people? Well, even if, uh, yeah, the second one. Well, okay, no, so both. you're a good both, American honestly. and you care about people you eat with. All right, just keep going on with your very fantastic personality. I'm just, I'm just telling the truth. No, I, I felt rotten last night, all night, and then when I woke up this morning, I feel a lot better now. A couple of ibuprofen, but uh, yeah, just both. I don't want to. I don't want to give anybody anything. But if you had a cold, you'd. If you didn't think it was COVID, you'd go to eat, though, wouldn't you? People go to eat with a cold. Yeah, probably. You can't stay home yeah. from eating every time you have a cold. Well, and isn't that funny? That yes, the, it is. A lot funny. of us. A lot of us have at this point forgotten how to act when you have yeah. a cold. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, somebody said to me the other day when I was talking about why well, you're going to cancel. I can't cancel every time I have a cold. And I thought, yeah, you're right. You can't cancel every time you have a cold. Right. Right. Um, so should I test? I don't care. Uh, many things to discuss. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. American foreign policies in freefall. All I can tell you is that on multiple fronts, we're in a dangerous situation. Uh, weakness breeds provocation. They spy balloon over the United States, shooting down an American drone, multi-million dollar drone. They know they can get away with it. Mexico is blaming us for the fentanyl crisis. And Joe Biden is like a deer in the headlights. He needs to up his game quickly. So that's Lindsey Graham, Senator South Carolina. He is, uh, I don't know what you characterize him as, as at this point, um, but he is uh, more ready to go to war with various people than the average Republican or the average person, certainly. I refer to him as an everything hawk. But there's quite a few people in the crowd that did not like the answer that Ron DeSantis had the other night about Ukraine and its position in the world. Tucker Carlson put this question to all the presidential candidates out there to, to figure out where they stand in Ukraine because he wants to hang it around their neck and make them have to explain themselves, which I'm all for on every issue. I, I wish we did more of that. Um, but uh, Ron DeSantis does not see the war in Ukraine as being in vital U.S. interest. And Liz Cheney, Marco Rubio, John Cornyn, uh, obviously Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell and others very unhappy with that, and a whole bunch of people on the left unhappy with that. Of course, they started the day hating Ron DeSantis. Mm -hmm. um, Mark Halpern points out in his political newsletter today that there were three Rupert Murdoch negative stories about Ron DeSantis around this answer in one day in the New York Post yesterday. You had uh, an opinion piece, Ron DeSantis is flat out wrong on Ukraine and the role the U.S. should play. You had another opinion piece, uh, or a, a piece just pointing out all the Republicans that were unhappy. Republicans knock Ron DeSantis after Florida governor says helping Ukraine is not a vital U.S. interest. And then they had a full editorial board piece where they uh, penned their missive saying DeSantis must show leadership on issues like Ukraine to win the White House. Here's a little bit of that. Ron DeSantis has shown plenty of leadership as Florida's governor, but he's sure dodging the challenge when it comes to the war in Ukraine. In a written response to questions from Fox News' Tucker Carlson, DeSantis hedged, while the U.S. has many vital national interests, becoming further entangled in a territorial dispute between Ukraine and Russia is not one of them. Fine, says the New York Post, America faces no direct threat from Russia, but this is far more than a territorial dispute. Um, so we'll see how this plays out. I think it's kind of interesting. Um, Mark Halpern writes, we have yet to see Ron DeSantis adjust to criticism by going from full MAGA to less MAGA, 
um, uh, under duress of uh, the, the the press being on him about a particular topic. So this is a good, you know, it's gonna it's inevitable when you run for president that this happens. So see how his team handles it. I stand by my analysis of yesterday, other than the statement that it's not a, U- a critical U.S. Uh, you know interest, whatever the, the phrase was. Uh, the things he said, we don't want to, for instance. You know, have troops on the ground. Nobody wants that. We don't. I don't think they should be getting F-16s. You're in line with Joe Biden. You know, uh, long-range missiles. Nobody's talking about long-range missiles. So he's having it both ways. He just can't run off the the Tucker crowd uh, too early. Yeah, threading the needle. I think I, it was a perfectly uh, sound answer. I would prefer he show more leadership and take a strong position, but I think that would be political suicide. Might be. They have better internal polling on primary voters than I've got. Yeah, yeah. Just get the nomination, then then pivot to the the general. It's as old as time. As old as time. Also pointed out that there was a positive piece about Donald Trump in the Washington Post on how he uh, Donald Trump, you know, revisits his freewheeling style style with the press and how DeSantis is not yet taking any questions from the press. So, so they're so desperate to criticize DeSantis, they actually said something nice about Trump. That's the way I read that. <laughs> Yeah, there's a long way to go, but man, it is two heavyweights that are going to be slugging it out. America's campuses should be raised to the ground and, and, and use their, their land for, I don't know, sports stadiums or anything else. Campus Madness next. Armstrong and Getty. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.